Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Reek. What you doing? How you doing? How you been? Have you been drinking water? I know the answer to that. The answer is no. It was just Martin Luther King weekend. Y'all niggas was drinking the Casamigos. Y'all was drinking the Duce. Y'all was drinking all kind of bullshit, but you was not getting properly hydrated. Knock that shit off. Secondarily, rate, review, and subscribe to my program. Go to wherever podcasts are streaming. Type in Good Brother Experience. See where those five stars is at. Hit the fifth star for your boy. Leave a comment if you are inclined to do so. Last but not least, if you want to email me, email me at the Good Brother Experience at yahoo.com. Once again, it's the Good Brother Experience at yahoo.com. Now, as soon as you saw that there was a new episode on your feed, you see who the fuck I'm about to talk to, but just for the sake of, you know, just comfortability and for the sake of fluidity, I'm just going to introduce him anyway. This man is a world-renowned podcaster. You know what I'm saying? This man's a, a man of many trades, football player, basketball player, uh, beat producer, and uh, now a successful podcaster. We are speaking to Llama Bean. What's happening with the you, bro? Original. What's good, man? I can't believe you did yeah, that on one take. <laughs> yeah, man. This, <laughs> that's good, this man. This is how it goes, bro. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to try to implement something new as opposed to doing something that's so interview. I didn't write any questions down. So and so instead of just uh, doing something that's so formal and I'm just interviewing and shit like that, I figure I'm just going to ask you this random shit as it comes to my mind. That's how I do my show. That's good. <laughs> you know what I'm that's saying? Good. But no, so with your show, I'm glad that you brought your show up. Your show is called Use of an X. Mm-hmm. And um, although that there's a certain rhythm to your show, you know, you are very much so prepared. But I think that since you've been doing it for so long, there's like stand, like just to make sure that nothing like goes off the rails. You have like some type of like foundation to the questions that you ask, but then you just let the guests take it wherever they want to take it to. Yep. Yeah. So it's a, it's a structure I have. So I'll go from how it started, the, the relationship part, the ups and downs, and then where it went downhill, and then where you at today. How you coped and healed from that situation, and then where you at today. So it's like a structure. And in between you telling your story, I have questions. Or just looking at you, exactly. I just I just have random questions. Just for my questionnaire as well, too. Exactly. You know what I mean? And with me and any interview I've ever done in my life, well, that's not true. I want to say the last few times I've had guests on my show, I haven't written a goddamn thing down. That's good. Because I, I just feel like it's just so robotic you right feel right me? i just can't get down like that yeah i mean i've tr- I've, I've gone down that route of having questions and things like that like when i did the um episode with cream mm-hmm. or uh or when i did the episode with orlando and tahoe you know i had questions written but it, i i didn't i didn't feel like i had rhythm i didn't feel the groove you feel yeah. me i felt like i was eating food with no season yeah i noticed that early in my in my podcast uh career i'm like nah this shit feels stupid and then they answer the questions as we go i'm like damn it knocks about five questions out my list. So I was like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> you feel me? And on top of everything else, you know, I speak for Dolly anyway. So me even interviewing people is just like not my whole situation. Yeah. But but with you, you tapped into something that I really feel like is unique. Because I'm not going to say in real life, but as far as how the internet portrays it, 
you know, ex boyfriends or girlfriends are like the enemy. Niggas are the ops. <laughs> Everybody hates their ex. Nobody likes them. So you even having the wherewithal to use that as an opportunity to speak about people who the person leaving the relationship pretty much hates is genius. Yeah. Pretty much. Because yeah. everybody has an ex-girlfriend. Everybody has an ex-wife. But what are the processes that you even utilize to get niggas to open up about shit that so, they're not even trying to talk about? I don't know. I, I guess this is me. Like, I guess I, when, the energy I bring and people look at me, they be like, or because I share my own personal uh, uh, business and everything like that, I guess it opens up. It, it makes people open up, I guess. I don't know. I was trying to figure that out this past weekend because everybody keeps saying like, yo, you get these men to come on and talk about their shit. How you do it? How you do it? I'm like, I don't know. Like this last episode, the dude talked about a small penis and everything like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, he wasn't drinking nothing. He just he just said it all. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That his, that his dick was little? Yeah. Okay. He said, yeah, man, my, my shit wasn't working and my shit was little and the girl wasn't feeling it. And I'm like, man, it took everything in me not to laugh, but. It's hard body karate, yo, bro. I'm not going to hold you. I, I don't know what I, I, I guess it's me. <laughs> and I e- even with shit. the, even with the people that's known like Lex P and Andrea, they told stories that they normally don't tell people. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. is it about me that's making these people open up? So I had to really think about that. Well, I'll I'll break it to you. I'll break it down to you like this. You know, you just had Trophy Sophie on your show. Yeah, right? yeah. And um, we had a conversation, and she was saying because she's also a podcaster mm-hmm. that she always wanted to get these stories off of her chest, mm-hmm. but she didn't want to devote an episode to that nigga. And although the, the people that you speak to, they're not necessarily podcasters. Outside of like friends and family, everybody always wants to tell a war story right. about when they used to sell drugs, about when they used to fight, when they used to be struggling. And a lot of times if you're leaving a relationship, it's something that didn't work. So they can translate into a war story and everybody has war stories. So Correct. you have a podcast where niggas just get shit off their chest like, man, let me tell you about this bitch. Yo, let me tell you about this nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even me, when I was when I was on the show, I felt there's a certain level of vindication that I felt, and that's why I feel like Lex and Dre fuck with your show so much because yeah. they can't because they can't necessarily. And for those of you guys who don't know, um, Lex and Dre have a podcast called Poor Minds that y'all should check out. Type shit. I got the opportunity to meet them in Houston, mm-hmm. and you know, just to deviate a little bit, bro. Yeah. Why is it that Lex and Dre are so cool? But women that aren't as attractive as them are less cool than them. Did you ever think yo, about that? Yeah, yo, it, it, it blew my mind. Because I, when I met Drea, I thought she was going to be stuck up and everything. And she's nice as hell. I'm like, she came in, in the door, gave me a hug, and was like, oh. And I'm like, damn, you shorter than I thought. And she was like, everybody say that. Like, it was mad cool. Like, meeting both of them. I'm like, this shit is crazy. Normally, you right. meet pretty chicks, and they stuck up. They want to... Look you up and down. If if you don't look like you make money, they don't want to fuck with you. Like, you know, but total opposite. I don't know if it's a New York thing or I don't know. Shit blew my and, mind. And you know, you're, you're talking about being stuck up. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to just say just generic shit. So the audience doesn't really get what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? but this this is what I mean. And I don't want you. I want to get your point of view on this. Gotcha. So 
what I mean on my end is I'm I see women all the time. I'm around women all the time. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm not even trying to bag them, you know, I engage in conversation because that's just naturally who I am, right? And a lot of times when you're speaking with a woman or even if you're in some type of outing, like say for instance, like niggas is in a game night, right? Right. When you're in a game night or if you're at like a housewarming or something, the amount of fun that you're going to have is predicated on the people that's there. True. You can have the best food in the world. You can have the best liquor in the world. You can have the best games in the world. But if everybody's not with the situation, everybody's not going to be with the situation. Yes, that's so what I mean by this is when I'm in a public space, whether it's a bar, club, lounge, housewoman, whatever the fuck, you know what I'm saying? When you're speaking to people, people are just mad sure with the answers or they go to public spaces to be individualists and they don't really want to speak to you or the answers are mad short or they tell you bullshit like, you know, I'm just trying to warm up, which is which could be true. You feel mm-hmm, me? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, even when you see like niggas even trying to catch some rhythm, it's like women that I've been coming across lately are taking like this pride in like curving niggas, right? <laughs> are not even giving them the opportunity to even engage in like some type of conversation, whether it be jovial or intellectual, right? Right. I go to Houston. I'm meeting Drea and Lex that are more attractive than the average woman mm-hmm. being mad cool so not only are these women do these women look better but more than likely they have more money right than the women so from all accounts they have more money and they look better and they're cooler i don't understand how that is llama can you explain that to me i i'm telling you it's, it might be a a, a down south thing because i noticed when i went to dallas and, and and any other place besides new york everyone is nicer so right. maybe because but we lived here so long and we used to the woman that's here, it could be a that that could be a thing. But nah, bro, I feel like this is a good conversation and we gotta use our words. Yeah, yeah. It can't we can't just rest on the word nice. We gotta delve into this, bro. I don't know what I you're looking for. I I'm just trying to keep no. it keep it keep it, you know? Nah, I'm I'm gonna tell you what I'm looking for, right? When you use the word nice, that leaves room for things to be subjective. And that right. leaves room for interpretation, right? Right. This is what I mean. When I leave New York, right, and I'm meeting just people, mm-hmm. I understand in New York you have to have some level of defense because you're meeting people that might not have your best interest in hand. You're meeting people who are users. You're meeting people who are manipulators. Yeah. Right. You're meeting people who are trying to utilize what they, what you got to go to the top. Um, you mean people who come off as a certain way or they come off that they're living in a particular lifestyle. So there's a lot of, you know, chicanery or there's a lot of finessing going on. Mm-hmm. When you go to other places, right, and you're speaking to people who, by all accounts, have their life way more together, look way better, mm-hmm. are financially more secure. These are the people that you would think would be closed off to outside people. Would you agree to that? I agree to that. Yes, it's a fact. But then when you're starting engaging in these conversations with these women who look better and have more money, it's like, whoa, how are you, how are you cool? But these people where I'm from aren't as cool. What do you think it is? When they have, I don't know, because when you have less to protect than other people in other places, where do you get the attitude from? But then I started to think about it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What I think it is, is women or just people, I'm not going to just put it down to women. I'm going to say men and women in New York, New Jersey, are just in situations to where they, they're they seen by more people, 
So by default, I believe mentally they feel like they're more in demand. Mm. So when you feel as though you're, so when you feel as though you're more in demand, just by proxy of just the amount of people that try to talk to you, you try to be more guarded with your energy. But the one thing that I haven't been able to crack is how are you in social places while not trying to be social? That's yo. This is what I don't. (laughs) It's science, man. Science between it. A lot of people come out the house just to stare at their phone the whole night. Stare at their phone. They, they, you know, they, they look at other with, people with the being, whole night and, and be mad at the other person that's having fun rather than them. I, I like I I never get it. You know, with you being a DJ, right? Yeah. From from your point of view, when you're looking at a crowd, you're not in the party per se. You're pretty much controlling the vibes of the party because I don't care. I can legitimately say the DJ is the most important part of the party. Yes. And the reason why I can say that is because I've been in bullshit, unfinished basements and had the time of my life solely because of the music. Right. And right. I've been in upscale things, palaces. I've been in upscale uh, halls that people have rented out for thousands of dollars and had like a mediocre time solely because of the music. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you're looking at everybody and you're like, all right, you know, I think my, my set is clicking. What are you seeing now that you wasn't seeing 10 years ago? I think people are scared to be themselves. It's like they care about what people think. So you'll see a lot of people sit around and wait for the other person to do something. So let's say that's that's why when I do my party, I bring the people that's going to start the party. So you'll see, you've been to spend a party. I have my homegirl mm-hmm. Dominique there. I know Dominique is going to walk around, dance, get everybody involved, and get the party started. I have certain people there that's going to do that. Because mm-hmm. if not, there's going to be a lot of people just standing around waiting for something to happen. So I don't know. Brother I guess man. people are, are, are. Brother man, I got to stop you, brother man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, you, you, you're talking too fast. You're talking about I've been to spend the party. My listenership has not been to spend the party. All right. Spend the party, <laughs> spend the party is, a, is, a, uh, is a party that I came up with like years ago. And I, I basically was at a party and the DJ was playing reggae too much. So I was like, yo, I can't get with this shit. I need, to, I need to go to a party where I have variety of music. So I came up with an idea to have different categories and different genres on a wheel where if you spin it, it lands on something, the DJ got to play that, that category or genre for 15 minutes, and then we do that the whole party. So you get a, a nice variety of everything. So you get some reggae, you get some Afrobeat, you get hip-hop from the 90s, hip-hop from the 2000s. You get, you get a whole party, just a variety of music. So you've been there. Both times, and you've seen like the outcome of just people dancing the whole night. Mm-hmm. Even yourself, I go to parties with you time and time, and I never seen you dance until spin the party. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because I feel like interaction is gone, and like when I dance, or like because at Jack in the Box I dance. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I know you haven't had the opportunity to um to make it to the last couple, but you know I dance because I got you got to be choosy. With where you get rhythmic because you can look like the outlier. And right. it, it sucks that you got to say that because it, it it comes across that people don't go to parties to have fun anymore. They go to parties to pretty much do like posturing. Mm-hmm. And with posturing, it's like, all right, I'm the nigger or, you know, I'm, I'm the head bitch in here or I'm just here with my friends and I'm just here to listen to music. But the people and the surrounding things around me really doesn't matter. But with your party... There's a sense of interaction that's missing 
And the reason why it's missing is because you you don't necessarily need to be outside to be in contact with the outside world. Right. So because of that, we suffer when we're in public spaces. So you see people in their phone because they can be connected to thousands of people while only being around 100 people. Which is scary. So why be, yeah. so why be around 100 when you can be connected to the thousand? Yeah. That's, why niggas is going, that's why niggas is going live while at parties on some weird shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's why niggas have... They're putting more emphasis on showing you how much fun they're having as opposed to actually having fun. Yeah, shit is and, nuts, you know I mean? man. Yeah. All oh, oh, this shit is nuts. But I wanted to get back to this X thing. Yeah, yeah, got quick, it. Because cause I, I really find it fascinating what you got going on only because of what the crux of your show is. All because right. essentially, you're getting into people's business. And the and the whole, um, you know, I just drink your water and mind your business type of environment that we're in, you've found a way to be nosy. How did you figure that this shit was going to work? Because uh, everybody has a story and everybody has a, one. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story to tell. And with my genre of uh, or category, you want to say, um, it makes people just want to engage into the conversation. It's like, I, I know you've been through something, but what have you been through? And especially like right. looking at the person. So you'll look at the cover. Then you'll look at the, I put the username, the Instagram handle. So you listen to this person's story, then you be like, damn, I want to know what this person looked like. And you go in and you just find little clues. You be like, ah, I see why you got cheated on. I see why. You... I don't know. It just makes the whole thing like juicy. And people love people love mm -hmm. drama. People love uh, tea, however you want to call it. And I didn't at first I didn't go in with that mindset. But I'm like, as I'm doing this, I'm like, yo, I want to know about this person. I want to know about this person. Let me interview them. You look like you've been through some shit. Let me interview you. And so sometimes I'm nosy, but then I'm like, if I want to keep this going, I got to get people that I think is going to have a juicy story. And majority you know, of my listenership is women. So, you know, they love they love the drama. Right. OD. So, you know, and the reason why I believe the reason why I believe women love drama is the same reason why I think we love sports. Did I ever tell you this? Analogy? <laughs> nah. <laughs> OK, so in the grand scheme of things, reality television, I believe fulfills us in the same way that sports fills us because in the grand scheme of things the lakers winning the championship has no bearing on my life unless i'm betting on the game you know mm -hmm. uh the same way that going on shade room or watching a reality show has no bearing on whoever's watching it but yeah. there's something to being entertained by something that you don't have to think about which i feel like is the appeal yes and so when you see like millions of people um, not subscribe, but when you see a lot of people following the Shade Room, Hollywood Unlocked, and TMZ, that's very similar to us following ESPN and Bleacher Report. Right, right. I mean, everybody's being fulfilled with something that, in the grand scheme of things, isn't doing anything for us intellectually. It's just something that's, I mean, that's hobby based because everybody needs a hobby in regards to like things that they watch, whether you're a movie enthusiast, TV enthusiast, sports enthusiast. I guess reality TV can be put in that thing as well. I mean, yeah. shout out to Flavor Flav. Yeah. So I don't think like women are just naturally dramatic. I just feel like women just don't give a fuck about sports. So that energy just needs to be fucking put elsewhere. Right. Right. You know, I agree with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But in regards to like ex girlfriends and girlfriends, I wanted to. I want, I want to, let me just frame something to you and then I want to get your opinion on what you learned as well. All right. So 
I haven't been in a relationship in June. It will have been three years, right? Mm-hmm. July. In July, it will be three years. And a lot of times when I'm leaving a situation, I often think to myself, what happened in the situation and what ideals can I take from that situation and then parlay that into what I got going on in the future, right? Mm-hmm. And from my understanding of how relationships are, it's just really become evident that I really don't need to be in one, right? <laughs> and when you know what I'm saying? So so follow me. And this is this is why I say this, right? And when I try to tell this to people, everybody looks at me like I'm crazy and I just feel like my explanation is totally does just doesn't get um put into consideration. All right. So the reason why I don't need to be put why I personally don't need to be in a relationship is because the relationship is predicated on what you're bringing to the table, right? Mm-hmm. Because Oftentimes when I'm speaking with women, it's, you know, the potential of me is so great, right? Now, having potential in any capacity is dangerous. Like when they say that you have potential when you're, when you get drafted into the NBA, that means you're not nice. You can be nice, you can hopefully, be nice, but yeah. you have the, like you have the skills to be nice. If you're, if you're a football player, you can be, if you're, if you're, I'm sorry, because I have a female listenership as well. If you have the potential to be a great author, that means you're not ill with the pen yet. Right. I mean, or you're not ill with, with the laptop yet. You don't know how to, you know, uh, phrasing, you know, word conjunction, shit like that. It's not that you're not nice. Having, it's just you had the skill, right. but you, have the you skill, just haven't tapped you haven't, into your, to the to the full, yeah, like you said, the full potential yet. You you, you have no particular skill set yet. You have the, you have the, well, for lack of better words, you have the potential to do things that are great, but you just haven't been able to piece it together. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you are an author, maybe you're not good with indentations. Maybe you're not good with theme. Maybe you're not good with you know the the, the hierarchy. Well, not hierarchy. I'm I'm using the wrong word. Maybe you're not good at like creating the antagonist, the protagonist. Where is the shit mm-hmm. going? Where 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 is the shit going to climax? Knowing how to separate chapters and shit like that. How to keep the audience engaged. Mm-hmm. Being now, I mean, being able to illustrate your words so people are just not reading stuff, they feel like that they're there, right? Right. But maybe you have like a vast vocabulary and you're creative, but the, but just some things need work. Maybe your paragraphs are too long. Maybe your chapters are too long. So people's going to start to lose interest, right? Right. But you are dope and you are creative. You just don't, you just, there's, these things need work, right? Yeah. With me, it's like, with me not having no discernible career, it's like, oh, you have the potential to do things great, but you're just not doing things great right now. So because of that, I'm going to be around you because I enjoy talking to you. Um, you're a good vibe. You bring good energy. You're supportive. You're this, you're that. But at the very basis of everything, you don't have anything that can provide me security. So if you don't do what I think you should be able to do at a certain point in time, I'm going to build resentment. The very same way that people will exterminate your contract if you don't come out with a good book. Right. Right. Like we paid you all this money. We put all this investment into you in order for you to write, you know, uh, a New York Times bestseller. But all we've gotten is duds. And, you know, we keep doing all this. We keep all this. uh, What is it? We keep doing all this editing and we're doing all this editing processes to make sure that you're the best author you can be. But it's just not it's not panning out to what we think it should be panning out to. Right. Right. So in that analogy, I'm the author that hasn't written a New York bestseller yet. (laughs) <laughs> but people waiting around for the New York bestseller. Uh-huh. Right? 
So me, I'm like, all right, until I can start doing things that can catapult me in a different space, whether it be financially, living situation, or whatever have you, there's no reason for me to have a girlfriend. The same reason why a GM will waive rights to a draft pick if he's not getting buckets. You feel me? Gotcha. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm explaining this to people, it's like I'm not anti-girlfriend. Just like I just know what the conversation is going to be in a year. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, where do you see this going? I feel like we've plateaued a little bit and I feel like you're getting a little comfortable. I'm just like, what is this? Where are we going? Mm-hmm. What is the plan? Like once you start hearing all those questions, it's like, oh, OK, so who I am or what I provided isn't good enough. You want to take things to a next level without necessarily helping me. Right, right. Right. The same reason why same re the same way like a GM won't help you like get better in the gym. Either you can shoot or you can't yeah. or fucking hire a trainer. Same shit with me. Like I'm waiting for you to get your thing together while while simultaneously doing things to deviate that from me. Right. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have a certain level of frivolous spending, then it's like, oh, OK, you know, we don't have to go on dates for now. Or, oh, OK, you don't got to give me gifts for now. It's like. And then and then you're looked at as someone that they're making shorts for or they're settling for you, right? Mm-hmm. Because who you are is comes very secondary to like what they need. So gotcha. because yeah. I understand this, and I'm I'm very honest with it. So because I understand this, I'm like, okay, I don't need to date nobody, right? And in regards to like a serious man, I can have fun with you, we can, you know, we can converse, we can be there for one another, but once you want to be part of my life, you're going to come in. It's going to be a rude awakening about how my life really is, right? Right. So with you, as far as how who you dated and who you're dating now, what do you think is like your eureka moment into what made you like a better person? When it comes to the podcast? Or no, just in when general? when it comes to like your, personal, your, like your personal dating life. Like what are some things that you like? Because for instance, right, when, when I was dating, I had no concept of like being able to give gifts. Mm-hmm. I had no concept of being receptive to information that I thought was trivial. Yeah. I had I had no I had no thought process in regards to like being creative and keeping things fresh. In my head, I'm like, all right, as long as I'm not cheating, if I'm doing this and I'm doing that, I'm not there's no problems. Uh we have I'm spending quality time with you. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like what could your what could your problem be? But now that I'm older and I've gone through the ringer, I'm like, mm, okay. I can see that I haven't been the best boyfriend in the past. No, nah, your eureka there, there's moment? no eureka. I ah, can't get the word eureka moment because I'm in the same boat as you. I feel like okay. I don't need to date at this, at this moment. Now, if it was mm-hmm. like before the podcast, then yeah, I had more time. I had not that much shit going. I was DJing and, and producing here and there. Now I got a full schedule of I'm at work. I'm possibly DJing here and there. I'm podcasting full time. It's like, it's no time. So that's that's the main complaint. It's like, yo, you don't give me enough time. So now I'm thinking back hmm. like, yo, why should... One, I'm I'm putting myself out there. I'm, I'm making time for this person. But whatever they're doing is not benefiting what I'm doing. So it's like, why am I dating? I could, I could just fuck around here and there and still have all my time. So right. I'm I'm in the same boat as you where, where I'm like, yo, I don't need a relationship right now. I want one. Mm-hmm. I like I like companionship, but in the grand scheme of things, I I feel the same way. I don't need a relationship. It's it's just it's just right. holding me back a little bit. This um, so your your ideal of being held back is very different from my idea of being held back mm-hmm. because with me, with all the challenges that I have and all the things I'm trying to break through. The one thing that will weigh me down in a sense is 
the constant feeling that I'm that I'm letting somebody down mm-hmm. or that I'm wasting someone's time or that I'm not doing what that person thinks I should be doing under the guise of us, right? Mm-hmm. But with you, it sounds like you will like companionship and you will like to share your castle with somebody, but you just legitimately don't have the time to do so. Right, right. Or find so, a person that's supportive enough to, to ride with me in this, in this journey of mine. Like, so what happened not, with you in your last relationship then? My last How relationship? Oh, the one that inspired the, the podcast? No, nah, just I don't know if that's like your last like serious relationship, but the last serious relationship oh, the, that you the, had, the, end? the girl, all right, the last serious relationship that's in, that inspired the podcast is something I did. So I didn't know how to handle my anger at that. At no, that not, even, not even the one that inspired the podcast. Have oh, you been like in a recent relationship? Like, yeah, I've been dating like, recently. And um, yeah, it's the time. The last thing. girl you was the last girl you were serious with, like how exactly did it end? It was a situation ship, a long situation ship. And basically time. It's like, well. Before, it was like she was dealing with somebody. I was out here dealing with other people, but then we'll meet in between. And then we wasn't, we tried to make it serious, and we wasn't dealing with other people on the outside, and we had to, like, really sit down and look at each other. It's like, oh, nah, this shit is whack. <laughs> like, she, she, she's saying, I don't give a, I don't have enough time for her. She likes attention. She needs this. She needs that. And I'm like, yo, I'm on this, I'm on this journey. I'm on this paper trail. Like, Something that we gotta we gotta meet each other. Like if you want me to give you more time, you gotta come and help me with my shit. If if right. you can't help me with my shit, then I gotta choose myself first. So it's it's been that. So now I'm in the, I'm at the point I'm like, yo, do I even want to date at this point at this point until I get on or until I'm doing stuff to where I I, I my needs are met? I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. do I even want to date or do I want to deal with somebody if they can't contribute to what I'm doing? So I'm at that point right now. And you know what? I think um, my point, uh, my points of view of relationships are skewed mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. And the reason why I say that is because every successful marriage that I've witnessed, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to talk about all the marriages that exist in the world, but it's very few people who I've been around that have been married and they're happy. And it's lasted for a long time. I don't know if it's like that with you. Same, same. Yeah. But, know what I mean? So the people who are in my life who are married, I take, I, I, I try to look for habits and I try to look for like similar characteristics that I can take from you, right? Mm-hmm. And from the looks of things, every single marriage that I've seen, the husband and the wife live two totally separate lives and then they get together when they can. Yep. Yep. I've seen the same every thing. Every single one like they can intertwine in this i'm not told my like niggas is like living a double life with no shit but it's like yo i'm doing this for work or i'm doing this i'm doing that yo i'm gonna holler at you a little later and then we'll talk about it later maybe these are my interests i'm gonna go to this alone because you're not into this or yep. yo i'm about to break out for a few days y'all be back or yo i got this thing to go to the work do you want to come all right cool but it's like the whole you have to invest in me and do what i'm doing how i'm doing it and where i'm doing it or the whole like, yo, I just need you to, like, help me springboard this doesn't really work in the marriages that I've seen. Yeah. So with me, this is where this is where shit is fucked up on my end now. With me, I'm very much so an individual. Right. So I don't look to you to help me with anything. The way I view relationships is very simple. I take into account who you are. I say to myself, do I want to be around this person? 
do I like this person? Can me and this person converse? Do me and conversing connect on any level? And then after that, I'm pretty much good to go because I'm down to do I'm 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 with you for things that can't change. Like right. who you are as a person, for the most in my opinion, is not gonna change. Your conversational skills are not gonna change. Unless you get fat on me, how attractive you are <laughs> isn't gonna change. No, I'm being I'm being real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, like, we're both these, in the same things that's like both in the same these boat. things are not gonna change. Yeah. But on the opposite end, what I've witnessed is people want to be in your life. They want to change your life. Mm-hmm. They want you to, you was once one way, you can no longer be this way. Or you're this way right now. If you don't blossom into something else, then you are not worthy of my relationship or we're not going nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So because of that, I'm in a sticky situation. I'm like, well, I, I'd like you for you and who you are right now. But am I not good enough? And the answer is no. So I'm like, all right, until I feel like I'm good enough to be in a relationship, I'm just going to be single. But then it's like, oh, this nigga has commitment issues. Yo, you're too old. It's your big age. You don't want no fucking girl. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you start to get all these condescending remarks thrown my way. Like, oh, you know, I respect it, but you know, I'm just dating with intention. And that shit really bothers me, son. That dating with intention shit is yeah, fucking that, trash. That's horrible. Like, yeah. I hate, I hate hearing that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yo, give me, give me your... I'm not saying I hate it because I want you to live the way I want to live, but I'm just talking about things that I don't like. So give me your explanation as to why you don't like the term dating with intention and then I'll do the same. Because it's bullshit. It's like these girls come in and they say, oh, I'm dating with intention. But there's there's still something in there where like they, I, it's, it's hard to explain. It's really hard to explain because I'm meeting women that say that only because they've been in shitty situations prior mm-hmm. and it's like i come into play and it's like yeah I've, I've been playing games with these other guys i'm not playing no more and it's like okay right. like we, we we didn't even we didn't even get to know each other yet so you coming in with right. this whole like military act and and let's get to know each other first let's be friends first so i guess it's like a a, a fake boundary they put up they put up when they say that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you come in to date them and they, they put this whole fake boundary up, it's showing you like, all right, this is what you want, but do you really want that or do you really want to just build organically? So right. I, I don't know. It's weird to me. And, and where I'm at with it, it, it's multifaceted why I view that shit as nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. For one, you're already placing expectation on an interaction that should be natural. Yeah. Right? So a lot of times... Matter of fact, I can say this word, and, and I'm not just pulling this word out of my ass. When I'm saying the word a lot, I mean a lot. Like, all right, um, I don't want to just have meaningless sex. I don't want, which is cool. I I, I totally respect that. Mm-hmm. I what I want to do is I want to date men with purpose. So if we're not building towards something, then you know you you just have your path and I have mine. And the few reasons why I have a problem with that is because. You're basically telling me I don't matter, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're going to go buy a car, there's certain things you want with the car. You yeah. want leather seats. Yeah. You want a fucking drop top roof. You want <laughs> air conditioning. You want heat. You want, you know what I'm saying? You want a fucking heated steering wheel. You want built-in GPS. The car doesn't really matter. Right. The only thing that matters is the things that the car can give to you. But you're not necessarily like, you know what? I'm in this fucking, you know, this Benz. 
I really like this car. Like the way this car is right now, I'm really fucked. I'm liking the body. I'm liking the shape. This is a cool situation. It's like, no, the Benz don't got this. The Benz don't got that. The right, Benz don't got right. this. And you know, I'm going to go get an Audi because the Audi got, so it's like, so who I am as a person, what I have to offer intellectually just really doesn't matter. This as long as I fit like the system that they play, that they want. put in place. Right? So, yeah. So, so you necessarily don't want to date me. You want to date a man that has what you want from him. But the man himself really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Right? It's kind of like how the NFL is with the NFL players. Like, they don't give a fuck who's nice. They just see, like, all right, this nigga got hurt. All right, we're going to get somebody else. Yo, this right. nigga, he can't catch. Yo, we're going to get somebody else. Like, right. there's no individualism in the NFL. And I feel like the individualism of dating really don't matter. Because if it mattered, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be, you wouldn't be phrased with this shit like, you know what? The only way I'm fucking with you is you, if you can see yourself with a girlfriend down the line. Like, yo, fam, what if I don't like you? <laughs> right. Hey, get what to if know I think the box is yeah. whack? Yeah. Like, what if, what if we don't converse on that level? <laughs> so what they want you to do is they want you to be all in, talk about your personal life, talk about what you've been through in life, uh-huh. talk about what your goals are, get all this information about you. You have to become a confidant, all this type of stuff. From, and then from if the it don't rip. work out, then yeah, what? Yeah. From the rip. Yeah. From the fucking rip, son. <laughs> from the rip. Like I the only way I'm doing this is if a nigga like, well, how am I going to get to like you? Like you you're placing all this expectation on me off the top. You yeah. know what I'm saying? How uh, that's not even a comfortable situation for me. I'm not talking about men in general. I'm talking about for me to be in. Like, nigga, don't talk to me unless you're willing to wife me. That's crazy. That shit talk is whack. Me. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? That is legitimately nuts. We're in the same boat. I'd be like, yo, what? All like, right, bye. What? Like it didn't. I, you know it didn't down now, the line. I, I see the person they end up with. I'm like, yeah, he was full of shit. Like I, I, I don't be getting me? it. Like fam, me and the nigga you wifed. I mean, and the nigga that that you allowed him to wife you are nothing alike. Right. So this is how I know I'm not crazy. <laughs> Physically, we're not the same. Mentally, we're not the same. It's just like, yo, this nigga was just willing to wife me. He was so just a sucker. I'm like, yeah, he was a sucker. Like, <laughs> not, not. I can't even say he's a, a lot sucker. of them be He's suckers. just a nigga that. They He's be, a nigga that got down with the program. Uh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> he nah, better dude. than me. To, you, you, you ordered it right. <laughs> nah, yeah, because I, I know niggas that are um that are uh, serial monogamous, right? They don't feel comfortable unless they have a girlfriend. And yeah. so what will happen is they'll meet these women that are pretty or whatever have you. I'm like, ah, right, you want a man? I'll be a man. Ah, right, let's start building towards something without knowing nothing about them. I, I call them and, suckers, but you say... And, <laughs> And you know, because for real, son, in, in my situ- in, in in my experience, I start to fall back once I hear that off the rip. Now, if we're if we've been rocking for a certain amount of time, it's like, yo, listen, we're doing relationship stuff. We're doing this. We're doing that. I really like you. It looks like you really like me. Now, I mean, dude, can you see a future with us? Mm-hmm. Now, after you have a sample size with the person, I believe that's a well, we're adults. That's a fair conversation. Like, you know what? Do you think that this can blossom to some to a, to a monogamous situation? Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, all right, let's have a talk about this. What is your expectations? What? Are, now I mean, now we can start getting into a flow of things. Not that we've had sex with each other, we've done been around each other in different circumstances. I've been around, I've been around you. You've been around me. We've naturally had all these conversations that are like very personal. Like I don't mm-hmm. want the whole world knowing what I got going on. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to. I don't, I don't want every single woman I date knowing my middle name. You know right, right, it's right. It's like that's just not what it is. I need to know who you are before we take it to that level. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and the thought that because you give me pussy, you're allowed to know my social security number is crazy. <laughs> it's just it's just nuts. 
it's it's fucking out it's out of hand son so i just this shit just really throws me for a loop when these things are put on to you on day one like you know i because son i can't even i can't even hold you bro not just one not just two i don't see this going anywhere or you know i you know you know a girl told me that she doesn't want to go on a date with me until she fucking um knows what my intentions are yo that shit is whack like it's a date like she she wanted me to divulge everything about me put mad work on the phone which is cool if if we're on that type of situation like that put in mad work do this do that do whatever before she even links me oh my you know what i'm saying i met her at a party do this do that and then she's like you know i'm just real intentional i'm a one man kind of girl and i i've like one once i'm with somebody i'm all in so i'm just really choosy who I, i'm like yo fam for a date <laughs> like what are I, you I, I personally huh? feel like everybody's afraid to be hurt again like oh just to be hurt so they just do all this like unnecessary things just for what right. like i'm just trying to get to know you like, like i need even, time with you yeah we might just be best of friends you never know but damn, damn i need time with you I need time with you before I put it in my mind that I'm willing to take it to the top with you. Right. Right. I need I need to know what's going on with you. I need to know what it's like when you're upset. I need to know what it's like. Are you a jealous type? Are you somebody who's controlling? Are you somebody who's annoying? Are you somebody who's a manipulator? Like, I'm not... You're not going to put me through that ringer off the strength that you just tell me, Dave, when you want a man. And it, it, it's just it's just hooking me all up, son. You know yeah, what I mean? Man. And this is why I'm in the position that I'm in because it's it's because we're both of us being in our thirties, we're in a very peculiar situation to where we're not twenty, but we're not forty. Mm-hmm. So it's not like cold red time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's all like, no, I got to get a fucking wife, my nigga. I'll fuck around, be sixty, and I don't want to be the old <laughs> nigga in the club. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I- so I do understand like the whole clock thing, and you know, women want families and shit like that, but. I'm just talking about how I view things. That there's no way that I'm going to possibly build anything with you once you give me the ultimatum off top. Yeah, that, that, we're in the same boat, man. I'm telling you, I meet I these women, do they it, do the same thing, and I'll be like, ah, I'm turned off. I, I, I like to grow I, organically. Like, if we cool, we cool, we can hang out. You know what, what I'm doing on my side, I know what you're doing on your side. We meet in between, like, right. and we build from there. Because you're not going to come in right. and try to change my shit up. I've been by myself. I've been grinding all my life you're gonna come in here and try ain't to... nobody that likable bro right ain't nobody that likable <laughs> that i'm just gonna chill with you a few a few times and have my head like all right i'm gonna keep talking to you and we're gonna build this connection and uh-huh. we're gonna have sex and the way we're gonna have sex is gonna be a perfect thick situation and you're gonna love me for me and i'm gonna love you for you and like no my nigga it just it just don't work like that nah. so. because if it did work like that you wouldn't be single Right, right. You're single like me with these new fucking rules that you read out of a fucking do-it-yourself <laughs> book, son. This shit is out of hand, son. Yeah, it's, it's crazy out here. <clears throat> and I'm, I don't put Super pressure crazy. on myself to meet someone. like I used to. I'd be like, yo, by 28, I need to have a kid. I need mm-hmm. to have me married. I don't do that anymore. It's crazy. Yeah. We're the same nigga. I told myself I was going to be a father at 28. Yeah. I'm like, nah. I ain't, I'm about to be 35 and this then, year. I'm like, nah. If it don't and happen, then when I was 28, happen. I was like, nah, you got to get an abortion, fam, bam, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I met the goal. Yeah. I met the goal, and I was like, nah, you got to get rid of that, son. Yeah. And the only reason why is because it was with my ex at the time, and I was in a failing relationship. Mm-hmm. And I knew no matter how hard I tried, it was going to fail. Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, all right, am I about to just have a baby with this woman, still inevitably break up, and then go through that whole situation with his visitation no. and his Hell joint custody. No. And it's fucking now all the money that I have him, that's all going towards diaper and formula towards a 
You know what I'm saying? And it's not even built off of love. It's like, oh, shit, I got this bitch pregnant, and she kept it, and we broke up, but the baby's still here, so now we got to... When this nigga's 18, I got to express to this nigga why it didn't work out yeah. 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, there's all that type of shit, so... You want to know had that shit in my mind. why, like, I was so heartbroken with my, my ex, that the, the one that inspired the podcast, because she allowed me to be me. And she said it from jump. She was like, yo, you got all this stuff going on. You do that, and I'll come second. She was like, ah, right, you want to be a DJ? And she was helping me. She was a, a graphic designer. So she mm-hmm. helped me with my logos, my, my, my covers, everything. She was like, this is your dream. I'm going to help you towards your dream. And you put time into that before you put time into me. So it was like the perfect situation. She had her own shit right. going. She wanted to make pens. She wanted to make a website. She wanted to do mad stuff on, on her own and build her own business. I wanted to be a DJ. Mm-hmm. And it was like, we meet in between. You got to go to work. I got to go to work. I'm doing my, I'm trying to learn how to do DJ. I'm DJing. And then the time we do have with each other, we spend, we spend with each other. It'll be two times a week sometimes. And we, we'd be okay with that. And these new women I'm meeting now, I'm like, yo, they don't allow me to be me complaining oh you so busy oh you so this yo i have a goal in mind i have to i want to be somewhere and on top mm-hmm. of that i'm meeting women that don't have shit going on so they don't get it hmm. hate to say it but I, ho- I hope they don't the ones i dealt with don't listen to this but nine times out of <laughs> ten they ain't got shit going on and they right. expect all my time to be with them so it, it, now, it is, now with me it's a different situation the women who i've dealt with super have shit going on it's me that don't be having shit going on so i'm like damn because so now i'm in the potential category like you potentially can be just like me but then when you start to not like which is a fair which is a definitely a fair critique of myself like Mm -hmm. once i once i'm not stepping up to the plate the way they're stepping up to the plate then things are going to dissolve because then resentment's going to build right right? do you have um new year's resolutions i have a man i have a lot of them (laughs) every year I, i try to list a whole bunch of things down I know you seem like you, you follow my stories and everything. I have a whole list where I write down just certain goals that I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But this one, yeah I, yeah, I have a whole list of stuff that I want to do. What um, do you do to break out of old habits? What do I do to break out of uh, one? I look at myself and I'm like, shit, that over these years that haven't worked out. Let me change something up. So I, I just, I just mm-hmm. talk to myself. I'm like, all right, um, you've been lazy. You can you can step it up. I, I, it's like I'm, I'm I'm talking to myself like I'm a coach because I've been playing sports all my life, and you know how that coach will try to drill it in you like you ain't get enough tackles. You gotta do this. You gotta do. So I, I do that same thing to myself, just mm-hmm. just to break old habits. Yeah, I've been. That's been that's something that that's a problem that I've been facing. What are we in the third week of January? Mm-hmm. Because I have a uh, I have goals of my own, but just breaking old habits has been like the hardest thing. And, you know, I, I just really have to speak to somebody about this on a real level. Mm-hmm. A lot of people be like, you need to be self-motivated. You can't. It, it's if true. If you want your situation to change, if you want your situation to change, you got to do the work. But what if you're not, what if you don't have that skill of just doing the work? Yeah. So just take me for example, right? Uh-huh. Everything that's come in my life has come relatively easily, right? Mm-hmm. I've really haven't really had to work hard for just about anything that I have, like now, I'm not going to say I didn't put brain power behind shit, but like actually having that, you know, put your feet in the mud and shit. Like I never, ever, ever had to do that. And as a result, I'm still at my aunt's house. Right. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, all right, it's time for me to get out of my aunt's house. It's time for me to get shit clicking. 
So now I kind of have to summon this energy that I've gone 30 years without having. I just need to develop it in a week. And that shit has been yeah, very challenging. It, it got it to be in you. You All right. I'll put it like this. It's I create like, I don't know. I create like a, a competition in my head to drive me to, to, to go forward. So, and I, I've been like that my whole life. So I will go with like, all right, I will, let's say I'm, I, I into football, right? I was always a basketball player. I got to high school and I'm coming in playing football and I, they put me at varsity. Like I'm practicing with the varsity niggas. Never played football a day in my life and I'm practicing with varsity. I'm looking, I always scope around the, 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 the field, the field I'm in. So I'm looking at people. I'm like, all right, what makes you good? What makes you good? Why are people praising you? And I take all of that stuff in and I'm like, all right, and I implement it into my life. So even with this podcasting thing, I came, came in, nobody know who I am, but I'm looking at everybody that's podcasting. I'm like, why do people like you? Why do people like you? And then I'm like, I'm taking all these notes down. I'm implementing it into my life. So I'm like, if I want to be where they at, I got to do necessary things to get there. So with you as a podcaster, right? You're looking at everybody, you're scoping the field, you're like, all right. I know I have this skill. I know I'm I'm good at speaking to people. I know I'm good at speaking in general, but I don't have the I don't have the the thing to to put me over the top. And exactly. then you see the people that's over the top. You be like, what is putting them there? Like, what what is it? What what are the things that they, that they are doing to put them over the top? And you just take those mm-hmm. little characteristics and try to implement it into your life. So I've been doing that all my life, and I've been good at everything I've been doing just by doing that. And I create this little competition in my head. It's like, all right, I see them, but I'm going to be better than them. Right. They don't know it, but I'll be doing that in my head. (laughs) So with DJ and anything, I get into DJing field. I'm like, all right, I see why Jazzy Jeff is good. I see why this guy is good. I see why Katrinata is good. And I just start taking a little, like, it's like blending seasonings and making your own seasoning. When's the next spin the party? Soon, uh, it was supposed to be in January. It's supposed to be January twenty first, but you know this COVID shit is crazy, right? Um, I don't know. We got to pick a new date, but soon. Both, both of us throw parties, and I'm in the same position. I don't know when the fuck Jack in the Box is coming. Yeah, only because of the surge of COVID. Because we were supposed to throw Jack in the Box this month, right? Know what I mean, and because of this COVID shit, I really don't. I don't know how I can maneuver. Getting people to actually come. That's the thing. I know a few yeah. people will come, but to get shit profitable, you need a lot of people to come. And I don't know if New York is in a space to where a lot of people can come. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I didn't want to. I didn't want to do anything in January. Have you LLC'd uh, spin the party yet? I'll say it again. Have you LLC'd it? No, nah, not yet. I'm looking I, even with that. I looked at certain parties that was popping or popping still, and they haven't LLC mm-hmm. the name. So I'm like, do I want to want to go there yet? Yeah, the the reason why I think you should do so, and I'm doing the same, even as we speak, is because you're going to get to a place where you're going to start getting sponsors. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And the first thing is going to happen is they're going to see if you own the name. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you're going to end up working for them. And that's what we don't need because you have an ill concept. So if I'm fucking, I'm just thinking, if I'm, Seagram's ginger ale mm-hmm. and I'm like alright fucking I wanna fucking I wanna get I know black people love ginger ale llama he he usually just has like a primarily black crowd I know mm-hmm. a lot of black people like think ginger ale is God so I'm gonna get behind them gotcha right, cool uh, let me see if um does this nigga own spin the party let's check this out 
Oh, no, he doesn't? Yeah, this shit is ours now. White people are cruel, son. Yeah, yeah. Just like that. They'll just dead you off the whole situation. They're going to throw you in the mix. I'm like, oh, no, just give us an opportunity or just give us a second. Yo, we're just trying to get all the paperwork done. And then all of a sudden, you're going to get hit with the, well, Lama, you owe you. You don't own this, but we do, because we have $2,000 laying around, and your broke ass doesn't. <laughs> don't. So we trademarked, we trademarked your whole situation, and there's nothing you can do about it. Sorry, bro. Try again. And I don't need that happening to you, and that right, shit's right. not going to happen to right. me. Because with me, if I go to Jack Daniels and I ask for a sponsorship, I know for a fact some white dude named Jeff is just going to do a simple search and see if this shit belongs to me, and once he sees that it doesn't, it's a wrap. Yeah. Why would we sponsor you, nigga? We're going to sponsor ourselves. Thanks for our idea, though, nigga. Go back home. Yeah. And that shit can't be a tragedy. We we can't have that type of tragic story to where we got deaded off the name. Kind of like what happened with fucking with Joe Budden and um, what you call it? Right. At, at Complex. Yeah, yeah. And fucking, what, what, was, what was the name of that show um, called? Um, I forgot the name of it. Wait, wait. Un, un, yeah, I mean, like, what the show was it called? Fucking. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, shit, I can't get the name. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me Google that shit, son. Is it? Hold on, Joe Button Academic Academics. I will cut this part when we when we finish the final edit. I will cut this part. Man, I'll be editing shit, so that's what's up. Everyday struggle. Everyday struggle. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? You know what I mean, yeah, Joe. Came to them, yeah. came to Complex. We're like, yo, here's the name of the show. Nigga, did he became the star of the show? Million, million views a day, which is something crazy. Mm-hmm. I never heard no shit like that. One million views every single day. Yeah, great. great Joe show. tried to renegotiate his. He tried to renegotiate his contract. He thought he was worth more. Complex was like, um, you don't own this show, so we don't give a fuck what your rate is. Academics is popping. We'll put Wayne on the desk of here. You can go home. That can't happen to us, bro. Mm-hmm. Niggas just debting us off a whole situation. Complex didn't pay that nigga out. Like, yo, listen, we, you, we know you got the intellectual property. And we know you trademarked fucking on uh, everyday struggle. We know you did this. We know you got the LLC behind it. So we're going to pay you out $3 million for the name. That didn't happen. They was like, nigga, you was an employee. You came up with a nice name. Thanks. Go home now. That's going to happen to you with Spin the Party. Yeah, yeah. I can't have that. Uh-uh. And I can't have that either. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We can't go out like that. You know what I mean? So before we close out, what is one reason why everybody should give your podcast a chance? It's different. It's one of a kind. It's different. And uh, you're going to always hear an interesting story about someone just random. It's like you could either relate to it or just be like, God damn, you went through that? Because everybody's going through something in life. And it's like, the people I have on my show has been through something and they just look all fine and dandy on the outside. But then when you dig deep and, and look into their life, you're like, God damn, you've been through that? The shit that I'm going through is not that bad because look what this nigga been through. So it's an entertaining show and you, you're going to always get something out of it on each and every episode. Right. So, so three things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to big you up. I'm going to close this out. All right. First thing I need for all of you guys to listen to his show uh, Views from an X Secondarily I need all of you to go To his page uh, Llama Bean right? Llama Bean yeah L-A-M-A-B-E-A-N Go to his page Go to his link And purchase that merch In yeah. my humble opinion He has the best podcasting merch Out 
I don't care what podcast you. you're about to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every other podcast just has the name of the podcast. You have, like, if, if niggas never heard of your show in your life, niggas will still wear that hoodie. Yeah, which yeah. is what I'm aiming to do, which is why I don't have merch yet. I want to, I just don't want to put the Good Brother experience on a t shirt. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to have, like, if you never even heard of the show, I could just have, like, a, niggas might think I'm a fucking clothing brand. They're like, oh, this shirt is cool. So, in my, so in my opinion, this nigga has the best merch. Purchase that merch. Even if you're not into podcasting, just get, well, if you listen to my show, you're into podcasting. But even if you think Llama's podcast sucks, <laughs> you're like, man, I'm not into fucking ex girlfriends and ex boyfriends. This shit is trash. You're definitely going to like that merch. So you can support them, whether it be the merch or a listenership. And the last thing, be on the lookout for spending the party. More than likely, I'm going to be there being a fucking drunk fool. Is there <laughs> anything that you want to say to the people before we get the fuck up out of here? Man, just, just follow my journey, see where I'm going to go. And I have a whole bunch of things planned up. And that's really it. I just need that one person to put their stamp on me just to get me out there. Because a lot of people support when shit is flowing. I don't know. When people share your shit that's, that has a name, that's when everybody want to support. So just try to jump on I mean, this wave early and see what I'm doing. We in the same boat, bro. Trust and believe. I, I fucking feel you on a real level. The yeah, moment that, that somebody of a certain level of popularity was like, yo, y'all should listen to Good Brother Experience. I know I'm going to go through the roof. Yeah. I just got to do the work until that time comes. Man. <laughs> that, that, that process kills me, man. It, it does all the time. And that's why a lot of... But it is the process. Yeah. And that's why we stuck with the, the music that we have and everything, everything around us. Not good movies. It's just a lot of things. <laughs> It's, so it's all it's, fuck great across the board. But yeah. with us being content creators, we're going to change that, bro. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? But thank Peace you, Rick, for having me on, man. This has this been a, a pleasure. Oh, you're the boy, bro. Now I'm saying you have me in your program. Mm -hmm. Now I mean, I'm going to have you in my program as I know you, you listen to the show the same way I listen to your show. Yes. I'm going to try to start implementing more guests. And you know what I mean? I'm, I'm not... I'm not the best interviewer in the world. Or I'm not the best with having guests, but I'm but I'm trying. Nah, you're doing the effort your thing. is there. I'm trying. Yeah, you're doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? And good to have you back, Peace man, because now my weekly rotation is, is back in order. <laughs> oh, I'm here, brother. I'm here. And I ain't going nowhere, son. Fuck that. I ain't going out like that. Yeah, that's good. Fucking peace and blessings. Pass the dressing. And I'm going to holler at you niggas on Monday. <laughs>